Hey friends, welcome to Real Stories of Life with God, a podcast with a pretty explanatory title, because that's what we're here for, a conversation with real people about their unique life with God. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, Catherine, tell us a little bit about you. Give us some context. All right. Uh, my name is Catherine Cheney. I was born and grew up in Georgia. I am a trumpet player uh, and have done various musical odd jobs one way or another <laughs> for my entire career. Uh, so straight out of graduate school, I worked for 12 years on the music staff at Kaioki Baptist. Uh, you and I were co-workers for a minute there. I 12 years, though. I don't think I knew you were there that long. Yeah. I mean, maybe I did, and I just never counted. Anyway, well, I right. didn't count until I, <laughs> I realized that something else was coming. Uh, and then I was like, oh, 12 years. Been a okay. long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was, I mean, I, I like to say that I I learned how to be an adult follower of Jesus at Coyote. Mm. Uh, and that was just really a, an amazing place for for God to form kind of my my adult faith because that's kind of a different ball game you know you you go through school and you do children's ministry and youth group and college and career stuff but then it's doing real life as a believer just feels mm-hmm. like a, a different ball game mm-hmm. uh, and so it was it was a great place to learn that. So, and then 10 years ago, I got involved with an organization called Eurobrass. Uh, we are a German nonprofit that basically uses brass music to try to connect people with Jesus. Um, brass music has a really special place in German church culture. Uh, so it's, it's a great way to communicate with people. Uh, and to to engage with people. And the organization does a summer concert tour. Uh, we spend three weeks traveling through Germany, playing concerts and telling people about who God is and what he's done for us. And that's how I got to know Eurobrass was as a member of that ensemble. Uh, and then that turned into an opportunity to come be part of this full time. Uh, so the the story I tell people is that I came to Eurobrass once and I loved it so much that I decided to do it forever. Um, <laughs> Year round. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm now part of the leadership team for Eurobrass. So cool. we plan and organize the tour, but we also work with uh, church brass choir musicians in Germany year round, uh, trying to help them improve musically, but also to consistently connect the musical and the spiritual aspects of Mm. making music in church. Mm. So cool. I want to be like a vocational missionary. You know, I never thought that was going to be my profession. And now (laughs) I have a visa that literally says you are allowed to live here for your work as a missionary. Um, But the, the deal was that I I have this thing that I love to do uh, that I feel like I can do reasonably well. And this is where it fits. Mm -hmm. So this is where I am. Yeah. Super cool. Okay. 
I like to start by reading two of the verses that inspired some of my questions. They're in Matthew 22. Jesus is asked, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. So my first question for you is what currently stirs your love for God? Uh, if you ask me again next week, you might get a totally different answer. Um, I like that too. I'm the same way. <laughs> which, which I think is really cool that, you know, we, we show up in a different place every day and God finds something regardless of where we are that, that sparks us for that day or that. that week or, or whatever. Um, but some of the things that come back for me over and over again are no surprise music, Mm -hmm. Um, both, you know, sometimes I'll just hear a song that's just, oh, that that's exactly what's in my heart right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes it's a really, I play the trumpet a lot. It's my job. Uh, and so sometimes playing is just practicing and it's woodshedding and it's trying to get this thing right. (laughs) But sometimes it's just this is how I want to talk to God today. Mm. Um, and that's, that's always, you know, I wish I could say that happens every day and it doesn't. Uh, and it's special when it does. Mm. So, um, and sometimes have you ever seen a performance or heard a record where it's just, you can tell that the performer is just having an amazing time doing their thing. Yes. When I see a performance like that, when it's somebody just digging in and using their gifts and enjoying them, like I I have no idea if that performer knows anything about the source of mm-hmm. of their abilities, but it it just fires me up all mm-hmm. the same. You know, it it makes me thankful that God has gifted that person in that way even if they don't know it. It, it also makes me want to go practice, but that's another <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of the other things is spiritual conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks for this, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've been fortunate to have a lot of great friends who turn my attention back to God. Uh, if I want to freak out about something or when I get stuck in the performance spiral, you know, where I, I think that I have to do, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, um, you, you might want to look at who God is. That is also, right. <laughs> Let's bring the gospel uh, back around. you know, the way it was given to you. Yeah. And so I'm very thankful for that, but I, I was also the kid in the, in school who learned by teaching the study group, like something, <laughs> something becomes real to me and really, plants itself in my memory and begins to work into my life when I communicate it to other people. So that's just being able to talk about, about God is a huge thing for me. Um, And then the other thing is seeing, just being able to look at the course of my life, not because of anything I've done, but because you know, there's this great hymn, uh, Oh God, Our Help in Ages Past, that mm-hmm. is basically, we trust you because we see what you've done for us before. Mm-hmm. 
And when I see the way that God has led me and the way that in impossible situations, he's been with me and the way that when I thought I was wandering in the wilderness, I looked back four years later and saw, oh, that's what you were doing. Being able to to see that just really, to me, it's undeniable that he's Mm. at work in my life. Mm. I I feel like, too, one of those things, or a common thread, maybe, I loved all of those things. I hear, especially the spiritual conversations, and especially someone else's kind of passion when they're truly, like, delighting in something, like, delighting in how they're made or what they're doing. I'm like, yes, yes. Feeling D I feel the joy of the Lord, whether they know him or not. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, But one common thread I feel like I was hearing too is the more we know of him and the more we think about him, the more we love him because he's just perfect. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like a bottomless ocean of beauty and wonder. And, um, so it's like, whether it's, whether it's music or talking about him, like, that we have a Dallas Willard quote taped to our fridge because I really would like to memorize it. And it's probably been up there for about a year and a half. And I don't know if I could quote the whole thing. I'm not going to try just in case I totally mess it up. But the first line says the first and most basic thing we can and must do is to keep God before our minds. Hmm. And it's like, that's our part in, you know, caring for our soul and practicing, practicing his presence is it's just keeping him before us and all of those things. Um, our ways of doing that if we are willing to let them do it you know what I mean mm-hmm. creation or music or someone else's story or something if I if I let it direct me or reorient me I'm naturally going to experience more of God or love more of him because I'm seeing more or knowing more you know mm-hmm. yeah it's great and then, speaking of you know like you said thank you for this but I think that's probably one of the reasons why I'm even doing this honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I feel like I, I mean, obviously we learn a lot from the Bible. We learn a lot from church and leaders and pastors and sermons, and we learn a lot from the Holy Spirit. But I feel like I do learn something unique about God when I hear of how other people are relating to him, Mm -hmm. how that, because they're wired differently than me. And so they may, something may strike them about God or what he's teaching them that I may never have really understood or experienced before of his nature or something that I get to kind of through them maybe mm-hmm. that really causes me to love him or, or want more of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not going too far down a rabbit trail here. Go. Um, I love it. I, I love the rabbit. <laughs> I have a friend who did her doctoral research on learning styles, like different ways that you, it's not just like visual or auditory or whatever. It's more ways that you take in and process information Um, And I I couldn't even tell you the details of the model that she was working with. But the thing that I found really interesting was that she said it's actually super effective for people to learn against type. Like if you have a certain way that your brain is used to working and processing Mm -hmm. information, sometimes the greatest growth comes when you try it from a totally different perspective. Okay. Yeah. Like if you, if you normally work with work really well with concrete details, then try taking a more abstract approach, Hmm. that sort of thing. And that every Mm -hmm. once in a while, that's the thing that, 
that opens the mind up. And so I think when we hear from people who are differently wired from ourselves, like, oh, oh, <laughs> that that could be a really cool thing that I would have never thought yeah. to try on my own. Yes. Yeah. I love that. On the other hand, is there anything that currently stifles your love for God? In general, self-absorption. Um, I, I think of myself as a sort of introspective person. Like most of the time, I like to think that I've got a pretty good handle on what I'm thinking and feeling. And that's really useful in a lot of ways. But it can also really easily turn into pointless navel gazing. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah. a few weeks ago, I had I had gotten to a point where I w- was just like ruminating and obsessing on this one thing over and and just at some point it occurred to me, you're trusting your entire life to God, or at least you should be. You you can probably trust him for this thing as well. That's probably yes. like he's probably <laughs> not gonna just you know, drop the bag and walk off at that point. I'm pretty (laughs) sure he's going to take care of you. So, yes. Yeah. When I get too deep in my head um, and, you know, it's like you were saying, when we don't keep Jesus in front of us, then it's easy to just crawl into ourselves. Oh my goodness. I could have said all of that. And you said it so beautifully, but the whole time I'm like exploding. I'm like, me too. Oh my gosh, me too. I'm the same way. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes you just have to say, Lord, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm going to keep on doing the thing and, and trust that, that in the end, you will honor that. And hopefully also show me what's going on. Right, right. It might be, I think when you had Wes Gardner on a a while ago, I think it was him that said something about kind of the shadow side of so many gifts. And I really think, and I thought that's something that's particularly true here, you know, that that being willing to examine yourself is a good thing, but that's Mm -hmm. the shadow side. Right. I've never been skydiving and I do not plan on it, (laughs) but (laughs) there are lots of, you know, really cool adventure experiences that I want to have. And I don't need that one. Um, (laughs) It feels like the moment when you're out of the plane, but you haven't pulled the cord yet, you know, that there's a thing that should catch you that, you know, according to everything, you know, it is going to catch you. But for that split second, you're hurtling through space Mm. and waiting on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Do you have any, okay, one last thing before I move on. Do you have any, like I was saying, like that, the Dallas Ruler quote has been really helpful to just have like a super simple mantra. I mean, I probably say that first phrase 20 times a day internally. Mm. (laughs) You know, I'm just, I'm, he's just deconstructing that habit of, leaning on myself, you know, gazing on myself, like keep God before your mind somehow, whether I'm outside with Anna or doing laundry or whatever, like think about God simply doesn't even have to be some scholarly academic thing, but, um, do you have, have you found any for you personally? Have you found any 
phrase or prayer or habit for you that kind of helps you helps that threshold stay a little smaller? I I wish I could say that there was something that I successfully do every day. Um, (laughs) But but one thing that that I find that comes up over and over again is years ago, um, we we did this song in the choir at Kaioki. And to be honest, it was like, I couldn't sing it for you because I don't remember the tune. <laughs> um, but I do remember the whole point of the thing, which was, we fix our eyes on you. You know, that was the first line. We fix our eyes on you. And that comes back to me over and over again. Yeah. And maybe it's just like a muscle. It's just like a muscle you train, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like if you just keep doing it, hopefully it will establish some level of strength. And so it doesn't, it kind of becomes more second nature maybe. Right. Okay. Fill in the blank. The truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. The truth that God is faithful means a lot to me because that's where our security is. Hmm. It's not in what we do. And it's certainly not in how we're feeling and how close God feels to us. It's, it's, it's all tied up in him Hmm. and not in us. You know, there's this, there's this great um, Eugene Peterson quote that I'm going to butcher. Um, (laughs) where he's he's talking he's talking a little bit about those those dry seasons where you know you feel like your prayers just get stuck at the ceiling mm-hmm. um and and he says you know how how do i know that i won't fall away or even worse that i've already done it he said you you cannot unconsciously drift from faith to perdition like mm-hmm. we we're sheep. We wander off. We do dumb stuff. You know, we, we get stuck in our feelings. We break our promises, but God does not break Mm. his. There's it's in second Timothy, I think somewhere where it's he he's faithful because he just is, and he cannot violate his own character. Right. Yeah, I think it's huge. <laughs> I think it's huge. Like, I, I really liked that Eugene Peterson quote, because I think it's, especially if you kind of tend to be like a performer, earner, people pleaser type, um, then it's easy to fall prey to the idea that when I'm doing, when I, when I, in, in my standard, if I measure the day, at the end of the day, and I say, I did pretty good, then I'm like, okay, I feel close to God. God is faithful, you know, favor, presence of God to today, mm. but say a different day where I never cracked my Bible. Maybe I was so full. I didn't really think about him that much. Maybe I turned to Netflix instead of prayer. Or maybe I turned to other things, you know, whatever. Then at the end of the day, I'm like, Oh, I bet he's disappointed in me from what, like from Monday to Tuesday, God's changed his mind. Like mm-hmm. you, I'm, I don't have that much control over him. He's God. And I'm not like, mm-hmm. It's like, I cannot make him not be himself. Nothing I do, nothing that happens in the world. Yeah. Can make God not be who he says he is. And what kind of pride a little bit am I like, oh, well, you know, I didn't read my Bible for X, Y, and Z, or I wasn't thinking about him. You think you're that powerful? 
let's just think about it on like a really base level. <laughs> right. So you think that you have the power to change God's nature. <laughs> right. It seems silly when you say it like that, you know, but how often do my feelings get stuck mm-hmm. in that, in that place of reacting or making choices more out of fear of disappointment than I do confident that he loves me, delights in me. Hmm. Yeah. Like if, yeah, sorry. (laughs) What you said is absolutely right. And I was about to attempt to offer a very weak analogy that I could take apart without having to think too hard. So (laughs) it's not going to waste anybody's time with that. (laughs) I love it. Okay. My last question is what is something you are looking forward to? I am looking forward to the Eurobrass tour. I am super hopeful that we are going to be able to carry out the tour that we've planned. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we've kind of thought and seen is that, you know, it's been it's been a long season of being in and out of various it's been a long time since we've been in any sort of lockdown. Um, But, you know, all of these different restrictions on public life and whatever, and we've really sensed that there's, there's a longing for the sort of thing that, that we want to offer, Mm -hmm. you know, even, even last year when we did, we did four concerts Um, in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, we just did a a few weekend things instead of a a long tour. And we built the program around the idea that, yes, everything is hard right now. But God offers us a place to take everything that we are carrying Mm -hmm. and put it down and live in his hope, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning, you know, we'd say, the last year has been difficult for everybody. And I just watch people's faces. And it mm-hmm. was like, you could see people thinking, oh, thank goodness, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're going to admit that this has not been a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really do. And just the, the fact that people, people want to be able to get up and go to a concert again, you know, um, mm-hmm. So I think there's, there's an opportunity, you know, God, God is going to accomplish his purposes, whether there's a Eurobrass tour or not. Mm. We're all super clear on that. <laughs> um, but I also think that there's an opportunity and a possibility that he could use that in some ways that maybe we haven't even considered yet. That can be pretty mm. cool. So that is really cool to think about. And it's just fun. It's always fun to see how how these 12 people come from all over the place and turn into a team and a family in the time that we're together. So, yeah, that is awesome. Okay, I'm going to sneak one more question in here. All right. Because uh, <clears throat> so you were you in Germany two years before COVID or how long were you there before it, before it happened? How many years about, have you been in? About in two and a half years. I got here in okay. fall of 2017. Okay. Um, I kind of want to ask what's something you feel like you've learned about God since you've been in Germany that you didn't know before? Ooh, 
don't know if there's been something totally new that I've learned so much as things that I've experienced in different ways. Um, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes some of that can be language stuff. Uh, there are, there are songs that I learned originally in English and I learned the German translation and it's, it's a good faithful translation, but there's just something about the way it's said in that other language that just flips my brain to a whole new way of looking at it. That's cool. it's very cool. Um, you know, the song, give thanks, mm-hmm. uh, give thanks with a grateful heart, give thanks. To, yeah. Yeah. The, the second part of that is, um, and now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the German, again, it's similar, you know, let the weak say I am strong. Let the say, let the poor say I'm rich because what was won on the cross is mine. Uh, and for some reason, wow. for some reason, that shift is enough that when I hear the English, I think, you know, God has made me strong. God has made me rich, cool, good. And when I hear the German, I think Christ is my strength and Christ is my, my wealth. Mm. And that's, that's a whole different ball game, at least for me. And it's, yeah. it's so weird because it, it's the same thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it just, it hits the yeah. heart different, uh, which is a, a really cool. cool thing. I've also just seen God's faithfulness in, you know, I was talking about it earlier. One of the biggest things when I kind of look back at what God has done for me in the past, you know, I hauled off and moved to a place where I didn't know anybody. Um, And I found a faith community Mm. and I found friends here. Um, And just to, to see the way that he prepared a way to this place for Mm. me is just you know, I can't, I can't do anything but say, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, every time, every time I look back at that mm-hmm. and, and see the ways that, that he's been at work, it's been a really intense experience of that. Mm-hmm. Man, I so appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you. It's been fun. wonderful. Listening friends. It means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you so much. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus, I hope you finished this episode with your faith cheered, refreshed, or strengthened. Until next time!